I'm Jasmine Lopez. You're listening to Making Contact. Studies show foster youth lacking financial support face higher rates of homelessness and incarceration, and fewer finish high school or go to college. To help ease the transition into adulthood, in 2008, the federal government allowed states to claim reimbursements for the cost of care to the age of 21. California's version helped one young woman gain control of her life. Making Contact's Laura Flynn has the story. It was cold and there was like bums that um, hung out beneath on the lower level next to the river more. Um, Were you by yourself? Well, a couple of times like I tried to turn it into something that didn't seem like I was homeless because nobody really knew about like what was going on with me. Meet 21-year-old April Renee Sanders. To be able to have people by my side when I went down there, so I'd kind of explain it as like, hey, let's go down to, let's go down to the river, we'll do a bonfire, we'll meet up under the bridge, you know, we always go. Just so I'd have someone to kind of buffer the silence, I guess. Sanders rides her longboard as she recalls the handful of times she found herself seeking shelter underneath the train bridge in Reedley, a town in California's Central Valley. And just go down there and sleep for a few hours, and once anything woke me up, head on out again. For about three months, Sanders says, she rotated between friends' couches and the bridge, storing her belongings around town as she tried to find some semblance of comfort. I didn't really have that in my grandmother's home. Um, so I think even then I started like striving for a place to, to um, be comfortable. But anyways, she ended up kicking me out. Um, and I was kind of bouncing around from friend's house to friend's house to friend's house. Um, on a couple of occasions I had to uh, sleep down by the bridge. And I had like a little spot there. It was scary as hell though. I had just turned 16, but um, and I still managed to make it to school every day, and, and then I saw the grades were failing, so I actually talked to my counselor, and she called the police and, you know, called my grandmother. At this point, Sanders enters the foster care system. First, she's placed in a shelter in Fresno, the next biggest city to Reedley. On a grading scale, like a C version of Skid Row. So, it's not yeah a better version of Skid Row. It's not as as bad as that, but um, it's pretty damn close. And um, it was called Craycroft. It's actually closed down now, which was really sad because I felt like um, that was one of the places that I was more comfortable. Anywho, um, it was like a little haven in the midst of C-rated Skid Row. <laughs> The Craycroft Youth Center was an emergency shelter for children and youth. Sanders stayed at Craycroft for about a month before being placed with the foster family. Her first placement didn't last long, but the second one, she would stay for over a year. Sanders says they had few disagreements, nothing major, but then... Two weeks before my 18th birthday, my foster mother told me that I had to leave. She um, told me that she put in a seven-day notice, which is seven days for the youth to pack their things... And so that particular story, I think, um, is something that I've heard commonly anecdotally. Kyle Sporleader is the statewide legislative coordinator for California Youth Connection, CYC, an organization trying to improve the foster care system. 
similar to anyone kind of turning turning 18, right? You're, you're feeling like you're about to become an adult. That can coincide with things like your high school graduation or about to go off to college or getting your first car, getting your first job, different types of milestones that signify a clear transition from adolescence to adulthood or at least a first step in that. And with that, there can be, you know, some pressure, some stress, some anxiety, some nervousness. Um, that is magnified to an extreme extent when you're in foster care. As a foster parent, you receive a sort of financial subsidy to offset the cost of care. But often that subsidy ends when the youth turns 18. That impending cutoff, Sandra says, was a motivation for her foster mother. She ended up kicking her out before her seven days were up. I had told her, like, go, like, calm down, take a breather, whatever else. And um, she was like, no, I want you out of my, my house right now. Like, call. I'm either going to call the cops or I'm going to call your grandfather. And um, I don't want to be a disappointment to my grandpa. Like, so I told her to call the cops, and then the cops came. But Sandra's foster mother ended up calling her grandfather, too. You know, and then my aunt had actually been the one to come pick me up. And then my grandfather was asleep at the time, so I'm, like, walking into their house, you know, and it's all quiet, and all the lights are out, and I'm moving in all my again. Like, by the time you get through foster care, like, I don't know if you've ever moved before, but anytime you move, you're going to lose something. By the time you get through it all, you're glad you lost half of it because it gets heavy. In the meantime, Sandra's social worker was setting up her new placement. And then move all your stuff into this family's house after speaking with them for five minutes and basically hoping that they'll accept you and that they're not psycho. (laughs) While all of this was happening, Sanders was in her first semester of community college. A bill called California's Fostering Connections to Success Act, also known as AB 12, was about to be enacted. CYC SPORE leader says AB 12 came after years of seeing disproportionate number of foster youth aging out of the system, ending up homeless or incarcerated, and experiencing greater hardship than other disadvantaged youth. AB 12 was kind of formed by a group of child welfare advocates here in the state of California to figure out how we can better support foster youth in that transition to adulthood and independence. And one very kind of obvious way that struck most people was just allowing them to stay in the foster care system and have that network of support for a little longer. And so AB 12 extends the age at which foster youth can remain in foster care to 21 now. It wasn't that simple for Sanders. She was 18 when the bill was enacted, so she didn't qualify. But her social worker was able to fight on her behalf and gain her an exception. Since I was going to college at age 17, they were pretty much thinking that I already had my things together and was worthy, I guess, of being an exception, which was the very few that were made for a youth that turned um, 18 prior to the date that the bill was passed. So now, if you're a foster youth in California or one of the other two dozen states in the country with extended foster care, you have many more options to help you transition into adulthood. These include staying with your caregiver or something called supervised independent living. And with that, you have the ability to choose a place of your own, normally um, through independent type of contract stuff. You can't have like some roommate that you're just going to move in with or something. The amount that I got was $812, and that goes towards rent, transportation, food, all that kind of good stuff, so... It helped Sanders move toward her goals. Be comfortable in my own um, 
my own surroundings, my own home, the first place that I go to at the end of the day type of thing. So I think that's what I was striving for. It wasn't necessarily like I'm going to college and this is what I'm going to do, like type of drive. It was just the drive towards something that I could call my own and there were steps that need to be taken in order to get there. I'm actually going to California State University, Fresno. I'm a social work major. Back on our longboard, Sandra shows me around campus. Uh, it's really green, actually. Just Standing in the area. Peace Garden, she walks over to her favorite statue. It's Jane Addams, who received a Nobel Peace Prize in 1931 for her diplomacy and humanitarian efforts. The sculptured Addams wears a floor-length dress and holds a small child up, who's holding the world in her hands. Sanders reads one of the quotes on the statue. The good we secure for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secured for all of us and incorporated into our common life. Nothing certain. That one applies for false youth. Though that uncertainty maintains a gnawing presence for many, including Sanders, she hopes to be an example. Being able to go into my profession and say, hey, I was there where you were at. It's possible. You can have that glimmer of hope. It won't be stolen from you. And now there's a little more help to keep that hope alive. From Fresno, California, I'm Laura Flynn for Making Contact.